Welcome back, everyone, to the Horror Shed Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jared. We have Brian down here as well. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Awesome, relaxing day, which I really needed after driving to Canada. Canada, eh? How was your um, French fries and gravy? Oh, so good. Was it? Even for fast food, it was really, really, really good. What'd you get at Tim Hortons? I got that for breakfast. It was okay. Yeah, uh, this was some place called Harvey's. It's like a burger joint. I think I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. And really weird burgers. It's like it's stringy ground beef. Like okay. you know how you get like the ground beef packets. Yeah. It's like yeah. they don't mix it. They just grab it, squash it, and then you have like these strings of beef. It was so weird. Well, Canadians do weird things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a hike. <sighs> God bless you. Six and a half <laughs> hours, right? Eight. Eight one yeah. way, holy shit! So what'd you do? What were your tunes listening going up there? What did you listen to? Actually, I listened to a podcast called The New Heights the whole way up. It's uh, I'm a huge Eagles fan, so our center and his brother, who's a tight end for the Chiefs, do a podcast, okay. and it's so funny. Now, is it sports related or do they just? It's like half and that? half. It's like. Okay football life and then their life and then like their childhood gotcha and they're they're both nuts so it it entertained me the whole way up there it made it so much easier to drive that and you did not have what uh hbo max right i don't have anything but netflix that sucks i do it was the worst yeah you gotta get a vpn that's the way you can bypass it you know I, i don't plan on being much uh international to begin with so what the hell have you been up to? Uh well besides work, um I had a guy the other day blow his hand off with dynamite. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Was he gardening or like was uh, it well, like a mill? Well, at first it was oh I was playing with my power tool like fixing it and but then it turned into oh yeah I was messing around with dynamite and I had moved it and by moving it it sparked and Holy so, shit. Yeah. So his wife was there to give him a hand now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's um up. <laughs> I did watch a movie this morning on Netflix. It came up uh as it was like a new movie and under like you know recommendations, it was called Troll. And I it's saw that of, earlier, yeah. Yeah, it's out of Nor well, it's a Norwegian film, so whatever, Norway. Yeah. So I was a little hesitant, so I watched it, and I have to say, it wasn't half bad. Think of, like, if Norway made a movie about King Kong or Godzilla. Okay. I have to say, the acting was good, the cinematography good was good, and the special effects were really good, too. And it really, like, just basically, it was... um about the troll fairy tale, and um, they were doing... They were, um, they were... They were making, like, a new underground tunnel and they blew part of the mountain they were digging in it and it woke up the troll and then you come to find out why he's the last troll and it had a really good backstory and they did the whole let's play a few seconds into the credits and let's have a end scene so maybe we'll get a sequel out of it but it wasn't it wasn't too bad it's called troll it is it is it's it's not subtitled but you could obviously tell they had voice actors you know to talk over the 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 main actors but uh it wasn't like hokey or anything as far as the voice is concerned but uh yeah other than that and um 
You finished Wednesday, right? No, I have not finished Wednesday. So I did finish Andor, though. How's it end? Because I just started it and it's really it's, slow. And it's, it's it's slow for the first couple episodes. I would say once you get to the halfway point, that's when it picks up. Um, episode ten was my favorite uh, because uh, you do get um, oh, what's his face? He does like Golem and King Kong. He was um, Ulysses something in like the Avengers movies. Um, he does like the motion capture. He's like the motion capture guy. I can't think of his name offhand. Um, he was Alfred in the new Batman movie. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was good. I hope he comes back because they didn't really give an ending to his character. But if you do finish it at the last episode, make sure you watch all the way through the credits. So it was because I wasn't, I just had it on just because I was on my phone. And then the end credits, end scene came on their credits, and I was like, Oh yeah. So they are making a season two and then that will lead up to Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I watched the first two episodes of Willow on Disney Plus and it's good. Is it? Yeah. I mean I, I'm not like a huge fan of the original movie. Like it was part of my childhood. Um and I have to say so far it's a little woke for Disney, you know, Disney likes their wokeness. Uh, but it is good, and there's one actor, and I'm like, man, he looks familiar. It's freaking Flash from the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been up to, and Christmas shopping, and that's about it. How's that going? I got some done today, actually. I'm done. I'm done. Did it all online, so (laughs) the presents are trickling in little by little. Yep. Don't open a damn box. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You gotta finish Wednesday. It was... Yeah. It was actually pretty fucking good yeah it um it's like now they're number one it beat Dahmer for yep. like views and whatnot uh but yeah I, like i said um jenna ortega was perfectly cast for that role but we have uh, excuse me we have a season two coming yes they announced and they announced the season two of mandalorian that'll be march about time yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well if it comes out march they've been working on that for a while yeah yeah so my my wife will be happy oh yes i'm sure she will all right so what are we talking about today all right we're gonna play a little video that's telling them what we're talking about today ready i'm ready all right last week we discussed folklore as a gauge for the values of the society that created them today today we get more specific A babysitter receives menacing phone calls. And upon investigating them, she realizes that they are originating from an upstairs bedroom. The very room where she's left the children under her care to sleep. Now, who's heard this before, hmm? Well, that really happened to a girl in my hometown. Oh, yes, I'm sure it did. I'm I'm sure most of you grew up thinking that this happened to girls in, in all your hometowns, but it didn't. You see, the babysitter and the man upstairs is what we call an urban legend. Contemporary folklore 
passed on as a true story. Now, there are variations of this one going back to the 1960s, all of them containing the same cultural admonition. Young women, mind your children, or harm will come your way. All right, so we are doing an Urban Legends episode. These will be based through New Jersey and Pennsylvania. How's how's New Jersey looking? I didn't... um... New Jersey, Jersey, I knew a couple of them, but there's some okay. weird ones, boy. Okay. Um, before we get into it, it just uh, crossed my mind. The um, I'm sure you might be aware of this, but the movie house of the Annuville Horror House is up for sale. Yes. And they actually just lowered the price. Oh, what are so we at now? Like two uh, point something? N- no, it's it was last it was at a million, but they listed it for nine fifty five k. Yeah, so it could be yours. Um, if anyone wants to get in on us with us, we can go three ways. Yeah. Um, however, you know, speaking of the Annuville Horror House, do you know about the like if you say the real one goes for sale, do you know about like all like like so say you were interested and you were a serious person? Um, you had to sign a non-disclosure with the real real estate. And this is all like like they 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 don't want just any John and Jane off the street. So first they run your credits to make sure you do have the money. And then during the whole process, like if you are um going to put a bid in, you have to sell a non you have to sign a non-disclosure and you are forbidden to take any photos of the house until after the closing. Hmm. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. Little, yeah, very interesting. But um I think a lot of people are getting confused because I belong to a couple of Amityville groups and the headlines are throwing people off because the article is like, you know, you can, you know, the Amityville horror house is up for sale, Mm. but when you read it, it's the Tom's river house. Oh, the other one will be up for sale in about a year. It goes every three years. Yeah. (laughs) The Tom's river house is beautiful. Oh, it is. Now it doesn't look anything like the movie, but um, it's still beautiful. And you know, for under a million dollars, man, I I would buy it and just turn it into an Airbnb. We'd have to, we would have to rebuild it though. Oh they, yeah, they you made would... some massive modifications yeah. to that. Oh yeah, well, to try I and definitely... stop people from coming. Yeah, I would definitely do the exterior and interiors. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so why don't we go with we'll we'll go alphabetical order. So let's start with the great state of New Jersey first. How many did you put up? Um, I have like ten on my side. There's like eleven or twelve, I think. Okay, all right, sounds good. They're kind of short though. I couldn't find a lot more information on them. Yeah. All right, so first up, out of New Jersey in Bernard Township, they have the Devil's Tree. Legend says that the tree is cursed and harm will come to anyone who disrespects it. The stories around the tree vary, but all center around hangings, more commonly known as lynchings. From, there we go, around hangings, from lynchings to suicides. Allegedly, snow does not fall around the tree or melts instantly upon touching it. The devil's tree is currently surrounded by a chain link fence due to vandalism. And if you go online, you can see pictures of just an open leaf filled hole when the rest is covered in snow yeah i want to google it right now and take a look at it let's see the devil's tree God damn it. Tree. 
Let's see. Hinges. Oh, yeah. Looks like some people have graffitied it, and there's like a little clear around it with like. It's pretty spooky looking. Oh, I see where they put like a. Um... Like a chicken wire type fence around it. Yeah, they had to. People yeah. kept trying to take pieces of it. Oh wow, interesting. Oh yeah, okay. Just I see the snow. Well, the pictures of the snow, it's it can be kind of misleading because it looks like it's it's like has already started to melt. Yeah, I like to see actual photos like when it's snowing now. But that's pretty cool looking. Oh, someone just picture someone um took an axe to it too. Yeah. All right. All right, what's the next one? We're going to go... Bloodthirsty Spook Rabbits. Bloodthirsty... That sounds like a horrible exactly. like movie you would see on Tubi. Like Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I'm going to go see that. You're going to go see it? I think I'm going to go to theaters and see it. Because, <laughs> you know, it is based on a true story, yeah. but the bear didn't go on a cocaine rampage he od basically <laughs> yeah all right so the this legend was first started among hunters in harmony township back in 1891 hunting dogs were getting injured in the fields and the hunters suspected the cause was bloodthirsty rabbits seeking revenge it turns out the culprit was just thorn laced bramble and rose bushes and stuff Mm. Oh, also makes me think of the 70s horror movie night of the Le leapers or lepus lepus <laughs> that, where they had like the oversized rabbits and i think william shatner was in that movie oh my god <laughs> now this was a new one for me because i'm obsessed with the loch ness monster always okay. have been new jersey has its own loch ness we do hmm. you've all heard of nessie the loch ness monster but what about hoppy Hoppy seems to be a friendly sea serpent, but there was widespread panic upon her first sighting in 1894. Jersey's own sea monster is described as being 40 feet long with the head of a canine and the body of a snake. Hmm. Sussex County. Sea serpent. Oh, okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, there's some weird ones on here, but some cool ones. Okay. Next is the Woodbridge Cemetery Snake. Ooh. This legend dates back to 1896, beginning with the funeral of Lulu Lorch. A snake is said to have wrapped itself around the casket. Anyone who looked the snake in the eye would meet their certain demise. While this seems unlikely, Lulu's 29-year-old brother William died of heart failure just 20 minutes after the funeral. According to an article in the New York Herald, Woodbridge Cemetery Snake was the cause. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> All right, this one I have heard of, and you might have heard of too. Okay. At the Atco Ghost. I don't think I know this one. Probably one of the more popular urban legends from New Jersey. The Atco Ghost is said to appear when drivers honk three times on Burnt Mill Road in the Pine Barrens. Legend has it that the ghost boy haunts the site where he was struck by a drunk driver. I have attempted this. I did not see a little boy. Where's Burnt Mill? Is that like off White Horse Pike? Uh, Echo, probably. Okay. It might be like a road off of another road. It's been a okay. long time since I did all this crazy shit. Okay. We have a ghost train. 
I think I've heard of this one. Newark's Ghost Strange. Nope, I have not heard of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. According to local lore, a ghost train passes through Broad Street Station at midnight on the 10th of every month. The train is said to be driven by an engineer who was killed on the tracks back in 1868. According to the Newark Courier, crowds would wait to spot the specter, but no one has seen it yet. Because hmm. the one I was thinking of is in Maze Landing. Um, you know where the marina is there on 40? Yep. Okay, so if you're at that light, say you're coming from the Hamilton Mall at the marina, um, and then like there's the um, Lenape or the bay, whatever it is, right across the way from you. Yeah. Um, back behind that area, you can see it in like you you, you can see it better probably like in the fall, but there's old railroad tracks, mm-hmm. and I I think like late 1800s almost early 1900s there was a really bad train accident there and some people had died um so apparently like you you know you can you know there's been ghost sightings but i was going to do the um maze landing the the rescue squad does like a ghost tour and the woman that i work for was a part of like the committee that puts it on and she had asked me if i would want to be an actor for that you know uh for the um either that for the trains they don't actually go out to where the train tracks were but kind of near it um or the dominoes in maze landing used to be a butcher shop like back in the 70s yeah but the owner of the butcher shop killed his wife and put her in the trunk so i had the option of doing either the butcher or that but that was going into they were planning at the end of 19 for 2020 so i never actually got to do that but yeah it's a pretty cool story that not a lot of people know about the the train crash and then the the killer butcher i had no idea we have next on the board belmar's disappearing pond According to Native American legend, a large pond once sat at the junction of 18th Avenue and Alaire Road. On a cold night, a a massive flock of geese landed in the pond. The pond froze, and these geese would have been trapped, but they worked together and flew off, lifting the entirety of the frozen water, taking it with them. Okay. Now, is this Belmar, like Camden area, or North Jersey, do you know? I'm saying North Jersey. Uh, is it spelled like B E L like M W? No, it's B E L M A R. Okay, so I just the North Jersey one. I think okay, because there's two Belmars, but one only thing difference is is one has a W in it. Yeah, we have but, three Hamilton townships. We have. Oh, I only know two. Where's the third one? I think I there's they... another one somewhere. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. All right, so we have magical geese that took away a pond. Welcome <laughs> to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. This one I knew about, the Flanders Hotel. Oh, the Flanders, yeah. Flanders Hotel is a lovely place to stay in Ocean City, but there are several urban legends surrounding the site. It is said that the hotel once hosted covert crime boss meetings in its catacombs. It is allegedly also home to several ghosts, the most famous of which is a young red-haired woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know about the I didn't know about the the crime boss one, but I knew about that one. That's pretty interesting to to, to think that that there might be 
Well, I can't. I can't picture there being catacombs. Maybe a basement. Well, not even a basement. You're in a. Island. I think they just called it the catacombs as the basement. I don't think yeah. there's actual catacombs. Though, That's but. pretty cool to think. I mean, they probably you know, Lang City was a hot spot for prohibition, so maybe they went to Ocean City because it was a quiet town, and Nucky Johnson did his dealings there. Could have been. Or it could have been just as late as the eighties. Think about it. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. All right. So this one starts the pirate lore of New Jersey. Okay. There's a couple stories about this. I know another one that I didn't write down, but we'll get into it. Captain Kidd's Jersey Shore stash. Notorious pirate Captain Kidd spent a significant amount of time in New Jersey. His marriage to a wealthy Monmouth County woman is actually what led him down his pirating path. Legend has it that he has gold hidden in several spots throughout the state, including Treasure Lake and Cliffwood Beach. Hmm. Now, another town that has a lot of pirate folklore is actually Brigantine. Really? I don't know that. Brigantine, if you trust the old timers and the stories, Brigantine was the first whorehouse. Really? Yep. And the way those bays are set up, the pirates were able to get out of the ocean, out of the way of the navies. Mm, okay. So there's always been the rumor that there's, uh, I've, I want to say Blackbeard has treasure hidden oh, wow. over Brigantine. That's cool. Yeah. So a little tidbit. All right. So we are going to get our metal detectors and go hunting. <laughs> well, that's another urban legend. This one, did you ever hear how Beachcomber started? No. Apparently, he found pirate's gold. Oh, okay. And then started the store Beachcomber. Beachcomber was, was cool back in the day. Because he was a beachcomber. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting way. If and it's true, who the hell knows? But that right. that's the story they we were, were cool all told. back in the day. I loved them like in the late 80s, early 90s. And then, like, I don't know. They just, I don't know. Well, they're in that know. tiny little thing now. Oh, the strip mall there. Yeah, yeah by the McDonald's. Yeah. They're sharing uh, an old Wawa with a state farm. <laughs> right. I forgot about it. You know, I'm thinking of Frank's Jewelers in the strip mall there. Yeah, he's behind them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are the worst commercials. I hate watching on W40. Know. Yeah. Come see Frank. Frank's Jewelers. And then 95.1. They would play the ad like every hour. Yes. I miss 95.1, like, in the morning when they had the guy that would give the astrology. (laughs) I just remember the summertime, the ding, time to turn over. Yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Remember Boss 97? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good time, too. And when 102.7 was good? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right. The Tom's River Terror. Oh, a haunting in the city made headlines several years ago when a family purchased a home in the neighborhood but fled after only a week, claiming there had been strange noises and occurrences. Allegedly, doors would open and shut, whispers could be heard through the vents, and eerie dragging and scraping sounds came from the basement. The spookiest part of the story? A staff writer for an Urban Legends website went to interview the family, and apparently the eerie voice of a ghost child could be heard. Wow. Hmm. I wonder if they got their cue from the Lutzes. Maybe. Sounds yeah. real familiar. Yeah. Uh, this one's world-renowned. We have Clinton Road. Oh, yes. I have yet to go on Clinton Road. The 10-mile stretch near West Mill... 
West Milford runs from Route 23 to Upper Greenwood Lake. Spooky legends have surrounded the stretch for over a hundred years. It has apparently been host to ghosts, witches, unearthly animals, and shitty clansmen. One story says that two brothers stumbled across a KKK meeting on the road near Cross Castle. They made it out alive, but the same cannot be said for everyone who has traveled down this paranormal path. In, eight, in 1983, a cyclist on the road still spotted vultures circling a tree. After further exploration, he discovered a garbage bag with a human head sticking out. Mm. The investigation surrounding the murder led to the conviction of notorious mafia hitman Richard Iceman Kuklinski. Oh, wow. So he was dumping bodies on Clinton Road. That's some crazy shit right there. I wonder how many's out there. Because that man yeah. killed hundreds. Yeah. That movie was great, too, with Michael Shannon. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, you've been on the road yourself, but you didn't experience anything. No, nah, I didn't see shit. Night or yeah, day. Irene's too... She doesn't want to... She doesn't like... She's like, it's bad juju. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, we'll do it once we get the camera. There you go. Just got to make sure the windshield's nice and clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have Shades of Death Road. Shades of Death Road in Warren County is surrounded by local lore. Some say the road got its name after a plague killed so many local residents that the morgues were full and bodies were laying in the streets. Hmm. I wonder where that's located in Warren County, because that's like where Blairstown is. So Might be close. Yeah, I'll have to Google that. All right, and the last one, any guesses? Uh, the Jersey Devil. Very good. <laughs> New Jersey's most famous urban legend. Even the state's NHL team is named after the mysterious creature, our very own Bigfoot. The animal is said to have the head of a goat, bat-like wings, horns, small arms, clawed hands, cloven hooves, and a forked tail. It resides in the Pine Barrens and emits a blood-curling scream. The legend begins all the way back with the Lenape tribe who believed the local woman birthed the strange entity in 1735. It was her 13th child. After birth, the demon fled, not to be seen again for five years. When it was supposedly exorcised by a priest, it was thought to be gone, but was spotted again sometime later. In 1909, sightings were so common that the creature got media coverage and an artist rendering was published in a Philadelphia newspaper. There have been many stories of sightings throughout the years, including one by Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's eldest brother. Hmm, interesting. Now, there was a documentary made like in the mid-70s about the Jersey Devil. Um, I was listening to the last podcast on the left, and they did an episode on it, and they played um, the like the audio clips from the video, and... It kind of it was to me. It was pretty like I mean it was. It was I haven't seen it, but it, have you ever seen a movie called um, The Legend of Boggy Creek? No. Okay. It's um, it's that came out I think late seventies, early eighties. Dana Plato was in it. Um, it was sort of like a mockumentary type film. But there is like I think it's that takes place like in Louisiana and there's a creek and it's called like the bog monster or something. And the way it's shot kind of almost reminded me of, say, it's not a found footage, but like, say, Blair Witch, when they would do the interviews, you know, in the beginning of the film, 
that movie is pretty creepy, especially the, because there's like three or four stories and it was less is more. But um, I think you can maybe find this video on YouTube, but it just the whole feel gave me that whole feel of the legend of Boggy Creek. But, I, and actually, through marriage, I'm a descendant of the Jersey Devil. Oh, look at you. Okay. Uh, old Mother Leeds. Okay. So my grandmother's sister married a direct descendant of the Jersey Devil. Nice. Like, my cousin found the lineage all the way to the Leeds family. Oh, that's very cool. Okay. We heard rumors about it, mm-hmm. but she actually made the path. Oh, wow. So, by marriage, that's I'm cool. related to that crazy now, shit. Now, marriage, like, um, like father's side, mother's side, or your grandmother. So, is that your father or mother's grandmother? That's my mom's grandma. Okay, okay, gotcha. Very, that's very cool, though. Yeah, so, I've been I've been thinking about doing that 23andMe. I ain't doing it. <laughs> they ain't get my DNA on file. Fuck no. Nah, well, you know. Nope. I, I'm very interested to see, like my lineage me though. too and i'm still not I, because I, 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 I did the ancestry and because i don't know anything about my father yeah i only i i only have gone back as far as like late 1700s like the only cool thing that i've that i've known was that i have a great great grandfather maybe another great i'm not sure but maybe great great anyway he was uh, a soldier in the for the union and he was captured in at the virginia courthouse in spotsylvania virginia and he went he went to andersonville in georgia the pow camp and if you know anything about andersonville it was like the worst pow camp in all of like um maybe civil war history uh, they made like a, a mini series on TNT. Gary Sinise was in it, but he's buried there. Um, but and his name is Rufus, Rufus Emenheiser. Ah. <laughs> but I, I really like to like to go, you know, because I don't know anything about my father. Yeah. Um, just because you know he's from Italy, so it'd be pretty cool just to see that. Um, they're going to get our DNA one way or another. Uh, I'll hold off till then. <laughs> my parents did it and okay. i am i think it was 90 percent irish seven percent british and it was Agri? something no. else no no, no. <laughs> not at all yeah that's cool so you're so you're uh british okay yeah apparently any relation to like uh the royal family actually uh i'm told we were related to princess diane but i don't believe it at all Hey, that's kind of cool to think. Yeah, know? we'll pretend. Yeah, there you go. All yeah, right. I was sitting on the couch one day, and my mom was just like, you know, you're related to Princess Di. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching football. Where'd this come from? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, so now we're going to talk about the urban legends of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania! Pennsylvania! All right, so we have number one. I have the Seven Gates of Hell out of York. As legend goes, an insane asylum once resided in a wooden area of Hellum Township that burned down one faded night. That many was patients... the trans... Hold on. I know the name of this. Trans-Allegheny, I think it what? was? Asylum? Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. How did you know about that through, like, 
paranormal yep. groups. Okay. Um, though many patients perished in the flames, many also escaped into the surrounding area, releasing its occupants in the. Uh, I've taken this from a website, so they mm-hmm. have a double. So um, the basically the inmates escaped the asylum. Uh, seven gates were built to trap the wandering inmates. The myth states that today only one gate is visible by day, though all seven are visible by night, and that any person who passes through all seven gates directly to hell. In reality, Insane Asylum never existed in the area, and only one gate was built by a local doctor. No, there was one there. Yeah. Uh, this one's out of Pittsburgh, the Green Man. Okay. This is one legend that turned out to be true. Residents of the South Park area near Pittsburgh during the 1950s often spotted a strange figure walking along Route 351 at night. The figure was a man without a face who allegedly emitted a greenish glow. Locals were frightened by his shocking appearance and his nocturnal habits. The man, Ray Robinson, had been severely electrocuted as a child and lost most of his facial features. He only came out at night due to his disfigurement, though in reality he did not emit a glow of any sort. He was actually a really nice guy who would chat with anyone who approached him, though this did, did not prevent some passerbys from treating him cr- treating him cruelly or the community from fostering ghost stories about his misfortune. I wonder if this is where Stan Lee got the idea for uh, Electro. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a roll tonight yeah all right again this is out of pittsburgh as well blue mist road blue mist road is actually named Irwin road and is located in the north hills area of pittsburgh a variety of urban legends populate the spooky stretch of road that is said to be shrouded in a blue mist by night Two lovers, headstones, and an adjacent cemetery are set to touch under the full moon. An old building foundation is said to be the old home of a witch, and another house is said to be a home populated by little people who will chase visitors. A half-dog, half-deer, half-human is also said to live in the woods and will chase or harm any person who creeps too far into this territory. People who have traveled to Blue Mist Road in the hopes of finding these ghostly entities have mostly only found disgruntled residents. Now, the next one is actually 12 minutes from me in Allentown. Oh, boy. Constitution Drive. Yet another haunted road, Constitution Drive, is a gravel road in a quiet part of Allentown that has a steep drop-off on one side and train tracks on the other. It is said that a man was struck by a train one night while walking his dog, severing his leg and leaving him to perish over the course of a few days on the deserted stretch of road. Since passerbys have reported seeing Paul Prince and a... Single footprint in the snow left by the ghost of the man and his dog. Legend also claims that the surrounding woods sometimes emit a soft whistling sound and that the area is populated by tiny pale skinned people with red eyes. In reality, a man who lives on the road owns a small pot-bellied pig farm, which probably explains the albino goblin. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of reminds me of Jody from the first Amityville. Jody! (laughs) All right. This is from the town of brotherly love, Philadelphia, the bus to nowhere. Bus to nowhere might sound like a song you would have listened to during puberty, but really it's a mass transportation for Philadelphia's lost and hopeless. It is said that the bus only appears to those left truly distraught and alone by the most tragic circumstances imaginable. If your wife took your retirement savings and ran off to California with Brad Pitt or your cat ate your children while you were asleep or something of the like, the bus to nowhere would come for you. Passengers on the mystical bus sit two days by misery to interact with or even look at any of the other passengers, and it's only once 
you temporarily come out of this daze that you will remember to pull the cord and get off. Once you exit, you will have no memory of your time on the bus. The legend states that some have been riding the bus for years and that some will never leave. Our question is whether Septa is in this or not. Now, here's my question. If you get off the bus, how do you remember? So who could tell the story? Mm. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to debunk that one. This sounds All like right. a uh, crack house uh, story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is out of Chad's Forge Township, the Devil's Road. This creepy area just north of the Delaware border is so infused with ghostly tales that M. Night Shyamalan filmed his 2004 horror movie, The Village, in a nearby field. Rumors state that a white house hidden in the woods on Devil's Road, officially named Cossert Road, was home to a wealthy, incestuous family called the DuPonts, mm -hmm, who resorted to inbreeding in order to keep their fortune within the family. The cult house was used as a place to perform incestuous marriages and as a place to hide disformed offspring. The trees in the area are dramatically bent away from the house as if they are trying to escape. Piles of animal corpses have been discovered in the area by visitors. Much of the strange activity around Devil's Road can be chalked up to teenage pranksters, such as a fishing line that was strung across the road at neck height. So the DuPonts are a crazy family, hence like uh what was um the guy that killed the wrestler was that Steven Steve DuPont? Um I think that I'm not sure of his his first name, but you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Happened like midnight. You don't know that? Happened no. like in the mid nineties. John DuPont was his name. John DuPont. So John DuPont, of course, you know, he he was very eccentric. Um, he was gay and, um, he decided I'm going to open up a, uh, a training school for Olympic hopefuls for wrestling. And there was two brothers that joined and they made a movie called Foxtrot or Foxcatcher, Foxcatcher. That was the name of the, the school. It had, um, Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo. So John DuPont basically just put the money. He that's all he did. Um, the character played by Mark Ruffalo of the two brothers was like one of the trainers, and the Channing Tatum was one of the Olympic hopefuls. Um, so and I forgive me, I forget the names, but um another person that went to that training camp was kurt angle mm. so and when they did a and e did the biography of kurt angle i never knew that until he talked about it and he was friends with those two brothers and he he put a lot of insight into that but anyway um steve carell played john dupont i mean this was like i think he actually might have gotten nominated for an oscar or won a golden globe um but in the end he was fixated on the Channing Tatum brother and the Mark Ruffalo wanted to pull him out. And he went to go talk to John about it. Like he just, they just wanted to just leave. Like he had a, um, the, the, the brother that was the trainer actually had a house on the campus. He lived there with his wife and John DuPont ended up killing him. He shot him. The glasses that Mark Ruffalo wear are the glasses from the real guy. The wife let him use. Oh, them. wow. The very good movie. Um, not a big Channing Tatum fan, but 
the three of them did such a great job. So if you ever, if you ever bored one Sunday, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and I don't know if John Dupont's still alive because he was old when it happened, and if he's still alive, he's got to be like in his eighties. So, but yeah, definitely the Dupont family is very weird. Um. All right. So this one is Wildwood Cemetery, but it's not in Wildwood. It's actually in Williamsport, which I've been to. It's about two hours. Yep, west I've been there. Okay. Home of the Little League World Series. There you go. Wildwood Cemetery has two sides, a good side and a bad side. On a clear night, legend says that you can see fairies on the good side, while the bad side is populated by ghoulish creatures, including a shrieking banshee and many individual tombs from which you can hear voices and banging sounds. There is a statue who cries and changes position by night that can be seen from the roadside. It is said that a retired fireman who was terrified of being buried alive designed a large mausoleum here for himself and his family that could be open from the inside but not the outside at night they are said to come out and play oh. all right now this one is actually um about half an hour for me the goblin of easton this is up um, near where i work Folklore states that a greedy monk who worked at a mission in Easton, Pennsylvania, made a fortune from blackmailing wealthy people who confessed their sins to him. He grew increasingly forceful with this coercion until finally he was hanged for beating a frail elderly woman to death. The mission was not to rid of the evil monks. The mission was not rid of the evil monks so easily. However, his body sprung to life and transformed into a monstrous ghoul before the crowd. He disappeared into the nearby forest and returned only to feast upon the remaining monks at his old mission. Soon the other monks fled and left the building to crumble. All right. The storm hag. And this is out of Erie. Though Pennsylvania is landlocked, we they do have access to Lake Erie, a member of the Great Lakes, which are notorious for their violent, unpredictable storms. Presque Pris uh, Isle is an area of the lake notable for the large number of shipwrecks and disappearances that have occurred there. This is where the storm hag is said to live on the bottom of the lake, emerging only to feast upon unfortunate sailors. She has venomous nails, strong wraith-like arms, green pointed teeth, slimy green skin, and cat-like eyes that are the last thing her victims ever see. Which? Like a, <laughs> <laughs> like a siren, she sings an enticing song immediately before attack. And then I think Pittsburgh is taking the lead here. This is the third one. The house on Ridge Avenue. That's the house I grew up on, but in Vancouver Township. <laughs> the house on Ridge Avenue, or the Conglier House, was for a long time considered to be the most haunted house in America. In fact, Thomas Edison once visited when he was experimenting with, with a seance. What happened to inspire such ghost tales, you ask? The original owner of the house, Charles Conglier, was discovered having an affair with the maid by his wife. It's always the maid. Uh, who then murdered a duplicate couple. A few days later, a neighbor discovered Mrs. Congler muttering at the maid's decapitated head, which she had cradled in her lap while she sat in her rocking chair. As if that incident wasn't enough, the next owner of the house was a reclusive doctor who, it was discovered, had a collection of women's heads in the basement that he was using for experimentation. After the crazy doctor, the house was converted into housing for immigrant workers who moved once they began mysteriously dying one by one. Eventually, the house exploded, leaving only a crater in its path. Locals insisted that it had been transported back to hell where it came from. To the disappointment of paranormal enthusiasts, however, most of the grisly tales surrounding the house have been debunked by historical evidence. And that is the urban legends out of Pennsylvania. Where's Zach Baggins? He should go by the hole. <laughs> the, uh, the portal to hell. 
Portal to Hell. I can't. I'm looking forward to that movie coming out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a crazy it's fucking story. What what is. brings me the craziness is the witnesses. Yeah, There's so and, many witnesses, and, and they have plus, nothing to gain from being witnesses. Right. So it kind of freaks me too. the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what freaks me out. Is that they're, they're not there's no gain in saying yeah that happened. Yeah, right. Like right. the kid walked up a wall in the middle of a fucking hospital, and everyone saw it. Yeah. That right there is just like gonna have a hard time proving that wrong. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, the title of the documentary is called Demon House, I believe. Yes, and you can find it from Netflix, Amazon. Um, Actually, I think it was to be for a while. Yeah. yeah. So definitely. I mean, it's a slow draw as far as like when he's when he's when he when he like moves in for the first night. It's the interviews that are great. Yeah. It, and it's it, not until the very end until like it gets a little creepy. Yeah. But, it, it's yeah. a lot of weird shit happened in that house. A lot of weird yeah. shit has always happened in that house. This crazy fucker bought the house and he's keeping shit from that house in his museum. Yeah, and um, and then he demolished it, correct? Yeah, he tore that bitch down. Yeah, yeah, and then he actually bought um the Tate, I think the the Tate LaBianca house, um, where Manson murders. Yeah, and because that was sitting for a while, because it's always been on the verge of being torn down. To me, I think it's part of history, you know. Um, but <clears throat> I think he actually just recently sold it. I don't know why he bought it. Um, it's but, not his type of. Well, it kind of is because he has. Well, he did. He did go to the. I think he went to the house. He investigated the house next door. I think to the where um, the murders happened. I believe, or maybe it was the Folger, one of the murders. But they got supposedly picked up some stuff there. But he's got a TV show for his museum, correct? Does he have a? I don't know. I just went to the museum. There was something on his Instagram, and he said filming season two of the Haunted Museum. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the uh, it's weird you're bringing that up, because I just watched the other night. Um, what was that uh, very odd movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Great movie. It was until the last 10 minutes. I like, love that. What the fuck is good. going on? Can you imagine that really happened in real life, though? I know. Like the, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I didn't like it the first time I watched it because, you know, I'm a huge true crime, and that was Charles yeah. Manson. This is, you know, what did you do? You, you were telling an awesome story about this shit, and then you flip it on its head, but last night I appreciated it more or whatever. Yeah, it's a typical it. Quentin Tarantino movie. Um the only thing that, and you know, I think what got the most backlash out of that movie was the Bruce Lee scene because the family was up in arms how they portrayed Bruce Lee. But that's how that asshole was. Really? He was a cocky son of a bitch. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. yeah. I always heard Bruce Lee was cocky. You're speaking of Bruce Lee, they are here. They just announced they're making a new biopic. It's going to be directed by Ang Lee. No direction. Now, if you're not familiar with Ang Lee, he made the horrible, incredible Hulk movie in the early 2000s. But he did do Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, anyway, though, which I think was kind of odd, he casted his son to play Bruce Lee. So, well, if it's a no-name, it might be all right. Yeah, he. the only thing that he's I know him from, he was in The Hangover 2. He played the brother that gets lost in, like when they're in Vietnam. I'm all right with that, then, because yeah. he, he kind of looks the part. 
Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, Ang Lee is a very artsy director, so um, I just hope it's true, like more true than the Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Yes. You know, because that was a little Hollywood eyes for my liking. But Jason Scott Lee was great at that time to portray Bruce Lee. Like yes. He had everything down. Um, but, you know, one thing I do want to say is you shared the the stats to me, our stats. Mm-hmm. And I went through them. And it's really cool. We've only been podcasting since, like, September. And we are in that 56% higher than other people in our category of putting out content yep which is good um now we're not internationally known yet but our biggest country of listeners is the united states damn right <laughs> but uh yeah it was really cool and if you want to see our stats um like jared can probably post it on the, the page i posted it on my personal page but it's pretty cool to to see where we rank and stuff you know for only be, being three months in the game yeah i mean this is episode 12 13 is it really nice so okay yeah we don't miss weeks here we we make it happen that's right we don't take months off and then you know make one episode and then we're silent for another month yeah that's just not the way to do things i learned a lot from the haunts website and uh i was in the 98th percentile for uh because i was putting out a half hour episode like every day (laughs) oh my gosh So we were in the top like 2% of content creators. Okay. I mean, I would love more listenings, but that's such a, such a niche Mm -hmm. thing to work on. So I'm, yeah, I just want views and likes. That's the same thing I want with this is people to listen. Yeah. I finally had people pick up on the slender bit and I was like, what is going on with this? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's, it's weird though. Out of all the episodes we've done, our most listened to was the intro episode where we're just bullshitting. But that's not true though. Oh, you know well, what? It, it is on Anchor. Yeah. On YouTube, it's The Watcher. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess on Spotify, that that was the statistic. Uh, the number one was yeah. our most listened to. But that's cool that The Watcher. Um, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're working on other things behind the scenes, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. We've been having a lot of fun doing this. Uh, <laughs> we both work crazy stuff, but we make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. So what other movies we got coming out? All right. So to take a break from horror, did you watch the Guardians Christmas story yet? I did. I loved it. <laughs> I hear it's really good. I'm waiting till Christmas to watch it. It's it's a fast it's a fast burn. Uh it's like 45 minutes, but yeah. it doesn't feel like 45 minutes. That's how good of a pacing it is. Is it uh, really Christmas Christmas or is it just like Basically the whole premise is um mantis and drax want to give peter a good christmas oh, so okay. it's about their adventures of giving him a good christmas but those two should have either their they should have their own show the chemistry between dave batista and the woman that plays mantis is great it's, yeah. like, it's like lucy and desi i love them in two they had me and dying into they really showed um mantis's abilities too okay cool. like yeah um speaking of which did you see the new trailer for guardians of the uh, galaxy yes when he hit the baby bunny <laughs> oh my god i had to crack he was like tracks dude <laughs> <laughs> that i mean that just i mean had me dying and i know it was only a teaser but it's a shame that it's 
the last one, quote unquote. So, no. you know, I'm not really, there's really nothing in the Marvel slate that I'm looking, really looking forward to. Ant Man. It's going to, I'm looking forward to Ant Man. I'm not like a, I mean, I'll I'm not either. It. I'm not a huge Ant Man fan, but this one's going to introduce the next mega villain. So, and that's, um, who is it? Kang. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. Character. Me neither. No idea. I wasn't familiar think, with any of the other ones either. So. What do you think of Jason Momoa as um, Lobo for DC? Have you heard about that? No. How the hell is he playing two characters in DC? Or is it Marvel? Is it Marvel? No, it's DC. That's like Superman's villain. Someone did like a fan art of him online. So now he's running with it. So I think he's like trying to um, champion. You know, uh, so are they gonna do Affleck Batman or this Batman? Which Batman are they gonna do? Lobo? Who? Well, who? Who knows? <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll probably go see Aquaman in the theaters. It's, um, I thought the visuals on that was incredible. I still haven't finished the first one. It's very like that's got a slow pace to it. Yeah, yeah. I like him as Aquaman. He's great as Aquaman. Yeah, he's great as Aquaman. Because I hate the Aquaman character from the comic books. It was just like, he talked to fish. I mean, wow. Did you ever see the Big Bang episode, Big Bang Theory episode, where Raj was Aquaman and he didn't want to be Aquaman? So it's like one of those costumes where it's the Aquaman costume, but it looks like he's riding a seahorse. <laughs> it was great. It was like, and throughout the whole show, he's like, Aquaman sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, before Jason Momoa did. Now, you're a... How much... I know this is not hard, really, but deal with it. Um, For our listeners out there. But a movie's a movie. Did you watch the Zack Snyder cut opposed to the other It took me about five times, like five sit-downs to watch it. I guess it was like three and a half hours long. Yeah. Yeah, but I did watch it, and... um. It's a shame that what we got in the theaters was just like a turd compared to what we got. I'll be honest with you. I had an early job and then a flight the next day. So I had a lot of time on my hands. So I think I got back to the hotel and they just released this. And I'm like, I'm not watching that. And how different can it be? So then I'm like, all right, I got nine hours to kill. I ain't got shit to do. So I just put it on, grabbed my food, paused it, went and got more food. (laughs) came back i fucking loved it it was, it was so much a better much, a much better storyline and um, he looked cooler how did you fuck that up yeah yeah but the only thing is we didn't get much of dark side i i, I thought we were gonna get more of him you know but at least so we that, had some there was i didn't yeah. even know who the fuck that and guy was just, just the backstory on cyborg yes all that that was cut out i don't like it was incredible the only thing i don't like about zach's casting is freaking Ezra Miller as the Flash. <laughs> and just the way they wrote the character of Barry Allen. He's not a bumbling sidekick. He's like a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, yeah. So, but I don't think Snyder's going to be directing any more DC no, films. But I, I've watched it twice. I really like that version. Really? Of it. Twice? Holy yeah. shit. Well, I just got it on 4K. So. Okay. You know, I'm a completist, and I like I like Affleck's Batman. I really do. So do People I. Think, I don't yeah. understand. It's supposed to be an older Batman. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be a cocky asshole. Who's better than Ben Affleck? Yeah, like I couldn't yeah. even Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but that's Iron Man. You can't 
with Speaking sides. Of Robert Downey Jr., he's got a documentary on Netflix about his dad. It looks really good. I heard that. I saw that on yeah. uh, when I was in Canada. I was walking past the news board to go smoke, and they said something about that. So that's yeah, it's cool. called it's called Senior. It looks pretty good. Yeah. So, um, but I am going to try to see Violent Night this Sunday. Okay. With David Harbor, um, and then hopefully I'll see the Mean One. Um, have you watched the trailer yet? No, I have not watched the trailer for that. Uh, I have a huge complaint over the Freddy fan film, though. What's your complaint? Why is it the remake, love? (laughs) Why why is it? Why? 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 The remake love as, like, what, the robotic one? No, I would have been all right with the robotic one because that was in that movie. Oh, I'm thinking of, um, yeah, I'm thinking of... um... New nightmare. Now, okay, we'll see. You, I couldn't tell a uh, a reboot glove from like say a part five glove. Like I'm, that's how to me. Freddie's kind of like I just know the basics. Yeah, the glove. There's a the old real glove is a solid brass fitting on the hand, and then there's welded fingers on. On the remake one, there's no brass bulk it's just lines of brass going to his hands okay so when as soon as he flashed out i was like you fucked up mm. like either do the remake glove not the remake glove the new nightmare glove mm-hmm. which was the thumb and the you know the yeah the bone hand because yeah. that's the movie he's from right or do the original the remake has no place in here why are you using the fucking glove Right. Well, you should leave a comment and be like, "Hey, I thought the trailer was cool, except for the glove." Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they went that way, but well, hey, leave what a do comment. I know? You're, you're a Freddy fan, you know. What do I know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you know? We got any new releases coming out? Um, I, I, don't, I don't think, think so. so. There's this is usually quiet time for like. Things coming out on video. Bullshit. Uh, yeah, usually <laughs> like in March is when they when they pick up. The only like other cool thing that's non horror is a new Indiana Jones movie. I can't. That looks really good. You know, I'm hoping, and this is a tall hope. Maybe we'll see Short Round in there. That would be dope. Yeah, I would love because he's been doing a lot of conventions, so he's still around. Yeah, and he actually whatever movie he did. Um, Jeff Cohen, who played Chunk in Goonies, had shared he's recently won two different awards. One was a Saturn Award and one just like last night for whatever role he's in in a movie. Hmm. It's like an indie film. But, um, you know, him and Harrison Ford got together recently and there's a picture of them on the Internet. So that would be great because the movie takes place in 1969. And I think Temple of Doom was mid 30s. So, I mean... You know, so they, I mean, I know they de-age Harrison. I guess they're doing flashback scenes, um, but they they brought back Nazis. They brought mm-hmm. back John Reese, who played like the um, the Moroccan friend of his. The yeah, boy, like, the red, the yeah. Egyptian guy, the Egyptian. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't know he was still alive. That dude's uh, old. <laughs> me neither, man. Me neither. Yeah. I mean, we'll but, see. Um, we probably could have got the movie sooner, but Harrison, I think, like broke his he leg. He broke his something. leg, yeah. Yeah. So damn Harrison Ford. Flying the airplane, I think he did. I don't think it was a stunt. And there were rumors that uh what's the young lady that played Ray Ridley? Oh, uh, Karen Allen? No, 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 no. Who's S- that? Who played uh 
Ray in uh, Star Wars. Red oh, Lady. oh, um, oh gosh, I know who you're talking about, though. Yes, yeah, she uh, she had a meeting at Lucas Arts for so, what? Yes, that's what everyone's going. Not crazy a female for. Indiana Jones. No, no, oh. another Star Wars. Well, I heard that they were going to do another trilogy, but it wasn't going to be a Skywalker saga. I don't know. She was there. Mm. So we'll see. You know, they can inter- interchange things, though. Yeah, you know, if they do a new trilogy, let's go kind of like Knights of the Old Republic, you know? Maybe. Oh, you want to go back back? Yeah, why not, you know? All right. I mean, because we've already gotten three, epi- like three episodes, like, to close up the Skywalker saga. Yep. And, like, what, I mean... And we only have really two movies with what Jedis actually were. Yeah. So... I want to see Jedis kick ass, yeah. you know? I mean, I mean, and, and a lot of people have always wanted a movie from the Knights of the Old Republic era, but I, I would take anything, you know, that's fresh, you know, like I always wanted a Bubba Fett movie, but not after watching the <laughs> Disney show. Oh, you mean Mandalorian <laughs> season three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, if you think about it, you got that, uh, got that Darth Lord that, uh, the Emperor was talking about in the prequels. I always felt like that was like, well, Darth Plagueis is who killed that Emperor. And I always felt like that is who the Emperor was. Like, he was Plagueis. That was my take. I'm not a big Star Wars yeah, aficionado. Yeah. yeah, but it would be cool maybe to go back. Yeah, why don't we get... I want a fucking Darth Vader movie. How but, cool would that be? D- d- Look at how big the end of uh Obi Wan. Yeah, how well yeah. that did. Yeah. Look at how the end of the what was it? Was it Rogue One where he's? Oh yeah, when he was kicking when it went into um, Episode Four. Yeah, but I didn't like the that style of Darth Vader. They got they got like a bodybuilder. Yeah, and I mean, but that was cool though. Yeah, people went but, nuts. Yeah, I mean, if they could do. That great on a TV show with Darth Vader. Just think of a movie they could do. They like, would destroy every record they set with all of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, it's been another great episode. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we went deep into some urban legends. Talked yeah. about some hauntings. I guess they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we'll be doing like a true crime episode soon. And Netflix stole our idea for the texas killing fields yeah but, so maybe uh, we'll put that on the birder for a while it yeah because cool that'll probably be like the new hot thing so yeah it will. people will be talking about i'm gonna have to um, watch it <laughs> <laughs> i added it to my list yeah i gotta clean out my list i have shit on there from like five years ago that i'm just not gonna watch <laughs> just have to do that yeah all right guys thanks for coming back this week we will see you again next monday This has been the Horror Shed Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Take care. Halloween Hunts 365 Productions.